Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, working away at the work week. All right. Another no-hitter in Major League Baseball. Man, <laughs> don't happen that often, but uh, it seems like this season happened a little bit more often than this usual. Number, number four this season, and this has to be one of the best trade line, trade deadline deals, not only of the year, but in quite some time. Funny enough, you got Michael Lorenzen from the Detroit Tigers for a minor leaguer. And Lorenzen's not a kid. He's 31 years old. Been around. Well, he comes into Philadelphia and he pitches uh, two, he allows two runs in his first outing. And last night, not only no runs, but no hits. Fired the season's fourth no-hitter. And for Lorenzen, this is his first. Guy who's an All-America at Cal State Fullerton, both as a pitcher and as an outfielder. He's been around, been with Cincinnati, been with the Detroit Tigers. He was with the Los Angeles Angels for a while. Now Philadelphia has him, and what a big help that is. Philadelphia beats Washington 7-0. Lorenzen did allow four walks in the game, but no hits. And that is pretty doggone good. I don't care who you're playing. Washington's not very strong, but nonetheless, no hitter. And congratulations to Mike Lorenzen. And again, the league is kind of leaning towards the batters and more offense. And when you're seeing no hitters happen more often than that, it's kind of funny in my opinion. All right, uh, we got a former NFL player who used to be a Kansas City Chief in some hot water. He's not the only one. There, there are two of them who are making headlines for the very wrong reasons. Bashad Breeland, of course, is a former Chief. He was on the Super Bowl championship team as cornerback a couple years ago and has essentially been out of football, although he is technically a free agent. Well, he was driving along in Charlotte, North Carolina yesterday. got pulled over, I assume, for speeding, but... In doing so, the police discovered that the car he was driving was stolen. He had a number of concealed weapons in that car, and he had a stash of drugs. So Bashad Breland spent some time in jail, not very long, he's out on bond, but he'll have a trial, and that's certainly not good news for him. Second one was Henry Ruggs, who, uh, to give him credit, he did accept responsibility. How could he not? This is two years ago, and Ruggs, who, folks, when he played in Alabama, he was a tremendous player. Raiders made him a top draft choice, great wide receiver for them, but got a little carried away with himself, driving 150 miles an hour through the streets of Las Vegas a couple of years ago, slammed into a car, killed the driver, killed the driver's dog, and as a result, Ruggs, who admitted to responsibility for it, is also driving at two times under the limit, over the limit, I should say, of alcohol consumption, three to ten years in jail for rugs, and probably the uh, longer part of that sentence. The judge has not decided that, but the sentence is three to ten years, and we'll see where it goes from there. But rugs, as far as a great football career, gone. I hope this is a lesson to every young person out there. This guy had all the potential in the world to be a millionaire, to be set for the rest of his life playing a sport, and one. Bad decision cost him not only that, but the rest of his freedom for the next several years. So, kids, just take a second and think about what it is you're about to do and whatever that is. Last but not least, I know the Tiger fans are excited. Football's coming back. How's Mizzou looking this year? really excited yesterday because Chase Daniels showed up at one of the practices to give the quarterback some coaching. And Daniels, pretty good quarterback in his years at at the Mizzou. Anyway, Mizzou opens the season at the end of this month. On the last night of the month, August the 31st, the Tigers will kick it off against the Coyotes. The Coyotes are the University of South Dakota 
from Vermilion. Missouri Valley Conference team. The Bears will play them this year. South Dakota's pretty good. They're not they're not in the same level as Mizzou, but nonetheless, pretty good opener for Missouri. They have Missouri uh, later on Memphis up in St. Louis and then Kansas State in Columbia. That in and of itself will be a lot of fun, but the night of August the 31st, it's a Thursday night, Missouri, South Dakota. Let's talk about Cardinals baseball. So they screwed up game one in Florida. How about game two? Did not mess it up. Got a win over the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's good. Tampa Bay is one of the better teams in baseball. Cardinals knocked off last night 6-4 and did it with pitching. That's the key right here, but that's only a part of it. Paul Goldschmidt had a couple of RBIs. And a couple of them were brought in on a two-run double. That's really good. It's one for five for the night. Goldschmidt's not hitting the ball real well, but at the key times he did last night. Lars Newtbar had a home run. Dakota Hudson pitched five innings last night. He allowed three runs and seven hits. It's the bullpen. Cardinals bullpen came in and shut down Tampa Bay the rest of the game. Oh, did allow one run, yes. But 6-4, the Cardinals get the win. And did it improve them anyway? Yeah, by their now a game less under 500, and the number is 15, 15 games under 500. They play the Tampa Bay Rays again tonight, then fly to Kansas City and play the Royals on Friday and Saturday. Now, that's the key right there. Friday and Saturday, there is no game on Sunday. A rarity in Major League Baseball, to say the very least. But that's the way the computer figured it out, so there's no game Sunday. Friday and Saturday, the Royals and the St. Louis Cardinals. But last night, the Cardinals win 6-4 over Tampa Bay. Royals had a good start against their uh, opponents in the series. They're playing currently the Red Sox. Knocked them out in game one. Game two, not so good. No, Red Sox won it last night 4-3. An interesting anomaly in the game. Boston, of course, has the Green Monster. It's been around for the better part of two centuries now. And it's one of the iconic parts of, the, of all of baseball at Fenway Park. It's a big green wall, 37 feet high. It stands on top of it. But a big electronic scoreboard, which is almost at field level, have a lot of lights around it. <laughs> There's a base hit out into left center field last night. It got stuck, broke the light, and stuck in the light socket. Now that, I don't know how that happened, but it did. So that had to end up as a ground rule double. But Red Sox win over the Royals 4-3, and the Springfield Cardinals, and this is hardly a surprise, were rained out. Last but not least... We've got some pro football. It might be preseason, but baby, it's back tonight, even after the first, first game. This is interesting because this is really technically the first night for the exhibition games. There are two of them tonight. There are six of them tomorrow, two more on Saturday, and two more, including the Chiefs, on Sunday. Tonight, the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots at Foxborough, Massachusetts, and the Minnesota Vikings play the Seattle Seahawks out in the Pacific Northwest. Now, the Chiefs are playing on Sunday at Sunday 12 noon. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. But Sunday 12 noon kickoff, of course, you'll hear the game right here on the KA 104.7. But the fact is, it's a noontime game. Why is this being done noontime? The Chiefs only play two noon games in the regular season a year. In the whole season, two of them. Well, the Saints play a whole lot more than that, and the Saints are playing at home. So kind of get them accustomed, since there are only three exhibition games, to the time frame. That's why the game is being played. But, of course, you'll hear it right here. Ned Talk will be at 10 o'clock. Ned, you have a wonderful Thursday, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank God it's Friday.